0: Hello and welcome to the Mindful Chats podcast. I'm your host, Dara Torres, and on this podcast, I talk about mindset, mental health, and so much more. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the episode hello and welcome back to the mindful chats podcast i'm very happy to have jamie here from ferragaya today he's going to tell us all about ferragaya it is a non-alcoholic drink that is distilled in fife scotland and i'm so excited to hear more because i've tried it recently i really enjoyed it and it's so interesting hearing the story behind the product so hi jamie would you like to introduce yourself and tell us all about ferragaya
1: yeah i i'm i'm jamie i'm jamie Wild. i am co-founder of ferragaya which is the original free spirit and uh we started ferragaya about three uh, and a half years ago and we're really on a mission to redefine how alcohol-free drinks are seen and um and, and that is largely down to uh making it more about uh less about what you're giving up and actually more about what you're gaining um so it's uh an exciting time
0: that's a really nice way to look at it actually i think it's funny whenever a lot of people maybe that have never really thought about giving up alcohol you know it's, it's massively ingrained in our culture like a lot of people will say well what's the point drinking something that doesn't have alcohol in it and you know i think whenever you give up alcohol you, you yeah. can see the point but i think you know it's a really nice way to look at it it's not what you're giving up it's it's what you're gaining and you can still have that enjoyable taste
1: yeah and that societal sort of cultural norm is quite a hard thing to change like you you take uh, um, a lot of you know life uh, is sort of enjoyed in sort of certain moments or the focus is on certain moments when people get together and for such a long time, it's all really been about a drink. And um, the drink that you're having is such a key focal element of that moment. Um, and you know, alcohol is is the drink. I mean, at the moment, if you're going for a drink, you're unlikely to have something that's alcohol-free. And that seems uh, outdated um, to, to Bill and I and to the rest of the Ferrogaia team. And it shouldn't... You, know, you should be able to have um a drink uh without the alcohol and without um the rest of it and so really giving people a confident option to move away uh, from alcohol and breaking down that stigma that's so culturally familiar uh it's it's quite a challenge but uh, you know it's beginning to sort of get through and make more sense to more people um and there's this real sort of sense of you know liberation and um empowerment when you do Take that step, and you make that choice to actually, you know, in this moment when, you know, for the whole life, for most of the drinking legal age, you know, you've been having um, alcoholic drinks, uh, to actually make a choice for yourself and uh, take that control back um, is something that I think is a really positive step for an individual. And if an individual feels empowered, I believe that that allows them to connect to. The environment around them better and have more fulfilling and meaningful experiences and so you know it's something that i practice a lot in, in in my life and uh you know i i, I think that it's something that a lot, a lot of people are doing at the moment i know there's a lot a lot of people are doing it at the moment but i think there's a lot more that we can do in that respect and so ferro guy's job is to try and give that confidence to people to actually sort of feel a bit inspired uh to go for an alcohol free drink and test it out for themselves and see how they feel
0: that's that's really good though because i think what stops a lot of people is you know the limitations that there are surrounding alcohol free drinks and you know it's fantastic seeing products like Faragaya popping up especially you know for people that maybe they, they just can't really find anything similar you know i know for the for the past few years going to a bar or something and asking for an alcohol-free drink you're they're often like well we don't really have anything we've maybe got like a bex blue or we've got you know an alcohol-free copperberg but i think so people would be like well that's just you know i'm bored of that now and then they end up going to something else
1: well it's, it's so easy to see how that happens you go into a bar um, or a restaurant um, or even some, in someone's home and they've got a section or a drinks cabinet or whatever it is And you see the weighting of like really attractive, premium looking alcoholic drinks versus alcohol free drinks. And so it's no wonder that people feel like, oh, well, you know, for me to be in that moment and for me to be feel included and feel that belonging, um, you it's, it's no wonder that you feel like you have to have an alcoholic drink. Um, because, you know, there's fantastic alcoholic drinks out there and they've got great stories. They're made in you know, all these premium craft methods and they have sophisticated tastes and they're not filled with sugar. And uh, And then you look at the alcohol-free options and it is changing, thankfully, but it's got a lot further to go. And mm-hmm. so levelling the playing field between, or levelling it a little bit between alcohol and alcohol-free uh, really helps that choice. And for people to actually have that confidence uh, to to get away from um, alcohol if they choose. And I think it is important. And, you know, I, I still drink alcohol. Bill and I actually talk about how Ferragh is an alcohol-free drink made by drinkers. Uh, and I think that's an important thing because people don't deserve to be told what to do in their life. I think it's um, it's really about presenting positive alternatives and not sort of preaching or being or, or lecturing, and uh, mm-hmm. and as I said, it's not about what you're giving up; it's about what you're, what you're gaining. So, so that gain and uh, what that brings you, in the whole Faragai drinking experience, uh, which you know we can go a little bit further into, uh, is uh, is really set out to uh, set up to um, to maximise that um, that benefit of like and to show like really another way of doing
0: things mm-hmm. yeah i would absolutely love to hear more about that because that's such a such a great perspective as well like you i think people think you need to not drink at all to be interested in non-alcoholic options but it's a fantastic option for you know everyone you know if, if you're yeah. the designated driver in a night out or you just don't want to you know had it so hard like it's nice to have that option there you know you don't have to give up alcohol to enjoy a non-alcoholic alternative
1: yeah and i think the the it's such a positive message about it's really inclusive. It's for everyone. Mm. Um, and you don't segregate um, like people from non-drinkers and drinkers. Mm-hmm. And in this 10 age, is ever like, it's more and more important to, um, to, to encourage that and to show how you can do it and to give people confidence in doing it. But uh, so, but Ferraghaya is the, the whole, that well, it came about from a combination of you know Bill's sort of background, Scottish like many Scots he's deeply proud of where he's from uh, and very loves uh, you know uh loves Fife especially but I think you know, the rest of Scotland as well as many of us do there's uh there's a lot of history of premium spirits in Scotland mm-hmm. um that we uh, that's known and respected the world over and Bill's sort of really what he brought to the table when we when we sat down was this like, really clear vision um, of wanting to Modernise and uh, progress this sort of rich distilling heritage that Scotland has, um, and push it into this sort of more contemporary free spirit space, um, which really leads the free spirit element is the important sort of hook into what I bought. You know, is the the two sort of founders and the founder story is that I always felt when I um, when I when we originally sort of set, sat down to discuss uh, this um, to discuss. What became guy was that alcohol-free drinks so clearly rely on uh, what they're trying to avoid uh, mm. which brings this sort uh, of defensiveness this apologetic nature which just brings a bit of a negativity to what should be a really you know a positive thing uh, and that irony around you know having an alcohol-free drink that contains alcohol and is trying to mimic the taste of alcohol and Largely, most of the alcohol-free category does this. Uh, it just didn't really, to me, seem like the ultimate um, solution to this problem of like, you know, what are you going to have if you're not having something that's alcoholic? And so we really see sort of Ferragir as sort of setting this benchmark and opening up this category of free, free spirits. And we don't reference in our name alcohol, so we don't say non-alcoholic, we don't say alcohol-free, uh, we don't say no, low. It's like that's all slightly negative. Um, mm-hmm. So we call ourselves the original free spirit, and so that that call is really to those people who are interested in experiencing life and through a slightly different routine and a different way. Which you know we know through the last three and four, three four years since we launched Feragai that there's a huge amount to be gained from um moderating your alcohol intake and actually challenging yourself um and putting yourself out there in a little bit more of an authentic and honest way um, there's a lot to be gained out of um, out of doing that from the self and um and so yeah top line that's where sort of the idea of fair guy came from It's like this this free spirit side of it it's real confidence um and then the rich heritage of scotland and combining it to create something that's you know a, a really confident um alternative. Mm-hmm. That can hopefully then inspire people to change their habits and uh do do a part like work it's uh, do a small thing and you know realistically you know Fargo isn't going save the <laughs> save the world but uh it can certainly help from this alcohol free um conversation and to change people's habits and ideas for the better i think
0: yeah definitely i love um I love how like deeply used thought about this and like the true meaning behind it it's really interesting to hear as well i always love hearing you know the idea behind the product and what what really went into it and um i love what you said yeah. about like it being a confident drink as well because i think it's funny like a lot of people maybe rely on on alcohol for the confidence but you know it there is something special that comes from finding your authentic confidence uh, without it as well and right. that sounds like something you're extremely passionate about Um, i'd be really interested in hearing about how you came to you know make the product what what inspired the flavor did you know what you did you know what you wanted it to taste like was there a whole process there
1: so split it up so the let's tackle the the flavor first the flavor so as i said we didn't want it to mimic a a gin and whiskey tequila rum we wanted it to be a free spirit it's its own thing and uh, however, we did look at what say great um, agave-based spirits, whether it's tequila mezcal, uh, great single malts, um, certain rums, like what they brought to you know, that sort of drinking experience and something that you know, we identified that we we liked and enjoyed is this sort of uh, this length and this depth and complexity of flavour that comes in and out with, it might be sort of vanillary notes and then you might get sort of like a, peppery or spiced note um it's this sort of journey in this uh this movement through a flavor experience um and that was really the foundation that we built the the drink on so one being original but then also having this depth and this interest and so um so we set out to to achieve that but, um, and we found 14 land and sea botanicals five of which were native to Scotland. And so we actually, we, we have a little botanical nursery next to the distillery now where we grow bay leaf, blackcurrant leaf, um, bay and chamomile, um, and also lemon verbena. And then we also harvest, so our sixth native Scottish botanical is sugar kelp from the west coast of Scotland, which, um, and this is great company uh, called Green Sea Solutions doing some great work with um, with seaweed there and. Um, the the role that that can play in certain like sort of consumer products but also in um, agriculture as well Uh, but what it brings for Farragh is a really uh, great Scottish botanical that has a nice uh, salinity and sort of umami um, taste also adds a little bit of body to the to the liquid as well Um, and so what you have there is the the two first elements of the flavor journey which is like we get that Land, which is sort of citrusy and herbaceous notes so that's the bay the black currently the lemon the bean, and the chamomile you've got the body uh, which is the sea which is um coming from the sugar kelp and then we responsibly source um spice botanicals sadly you know, pink peppercorn for example does not grow readily in scotland so we we have to source that elsewhere but that brings like a really interesting depth um to the ferragare taste and that the idea is just to challenge the palate enough so you slow down you take your time and you have that moment of sort of connection to yourself and that's what makes it very different from uh, that soft drink functional I don't know energy drink tea juice that you might have during the um, during the day and makes it into a a drink and so that's that's really what we set out to achieve with the flavour but I think that slowing down and just cha- just challenging and interesting the palate enough so that you ask yourself the question of well like what is that or, or um that uh, it's it's that um that's the sort of the the, the really found it, the foundation of how we built that um mm-hmm. that flavor
0: it's so interesting. I think, I think I always am really interested in hearing about this sort of thing, because I think everybody's like, how do you even start with something like that? You have an idea in your head, but it must take so much yeah. research and finding out, you know, what flavours go well together. And uh, yeah, it must be such, it's such a passion project.
1: We, I mean, we tried so many different botanicals and, and then, I mean, linking it onto the process, uh, which in itself was, uh, probably the uh, the biggest e- and earliest challenge that we did have was how um how to move this flavor that we developed over a year um from a five liter rotovap still into a proper pot still that we could actually you know um make make ferragirin because and you know the first time we tried that it was it it, it really didn't work and so we had to strip apart uh we had to strip apart everything that we'd done and rebuild it um, to develop the process that we have now, which is, it, it takes two months, start to finish, to um, create a, a drop of Ferragaya. And it starts with the harvesting, the botanicals, the botanicals are then macerated. So um, the, the maceration is basically sort of getting the uh, the raw material, the essences and the oils, out of the raw material into the liquid that can then be distilled. But the maceration process and uh, is... Uh, isn't as effective when you don't use alcohol because alcohol is quite aggressive it breaks down those botanicals gets the oils and juices out of the botanicals and so we need to use different methods um, and about four times more botanical mass than you would do if you're making a gin for example um, in order to get the flavour into the liquid that then goes into the pot still uh, which is then steam distilled through copper um, we do a couple of different distillation runs um so we have the like more delicate um botanicals like lemma verbena chamomile uh which uh if you distill them with um say like a a spice or a hardier sort of um root botanical then the root botanical gets is quite overpowering so we separately distill them um and we distill at a higher temperature because there's no alcohol in it um for longer and that really refines rips out all the sugars um and develops the sort of the, the sort of the, the character of ferriga and the the depth and the length of the flavor uh it's, it then comes off the still uh we we rest it for um for quite quite a time uh for, to allow for the essences and the oils to settle because they're quite volatile after such an aggressive distillation run we then uh, cut it with Scottish water and bottle it, um, and then you know go, it goes out. So it's it's not a straightforward process, and that's really it's, it's. We just opened Scotland's first alcohol-free distillery, which is something that we're really proud about because you know we're allowed to speak with authority about alcohol-free spirits now because we have transparency in in our process, which is rare in this category, and especially if this category is going to compare itself to. Great whiskies, gins, tequilas, and that whole experience. Then you need to have that transparency and openness and honesty about where things are from. I mean, I think the consumer um deserves that, and so we're really excited to be able to set that benchmark. And we're going to be opening up distillery for people to come and see, to do tours, tastings, etc., um, to really educate people on like how and what goes into our alcohol-free spirit. This is a lot.
0: Wow, that is such a journey. <laughs> like that like I said, that is such a passion yeah. project. It just shows you how much goes under these things that maybe people aren't aware of. Like you see a product on a shelf or sitting in front of you and you have absolutely no idea like the the love yeah. and the you know the, the process that's went under that. And that is such an amazing title to hold as well, the first alcohol free distillery in Scotland. <laughs> like and I yeah. I will definitely be coming along uh, do the day for a tour because that sounds amazing and that that is something that you should be very
1: very proud of. You've got an open invitation, um, so just let us know. Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely love it. That's that's amazing. Uh, where can people find Ferragaya? Is it in restaurants? Is it, is it in shops? In, where can they get it online?
1: So, it's uh, it, it's really available across a lot of. Uh, uh, different sort of sales channels. Um, to put a bit of more sort of corporate term in it, but it's uh so available online uh through our website, and uh places like Amazon. Uh, but then we've also got some fantastic uh on-trade hospitality partners, which um, which are actually now across the whole of the UK. Um, but in the first two three years, really been predominantly uh focused around Edinburgh and Glasgow. Uh, just because, you know, it's our it's our home territory and, you know, we've received some fantastic sort of support from amazing restaurants and bars and hotels and um, up and down Scotland. And so we're available in about, I think it's maybe over 350 accounts venues in Scotland now. And we've got a stockist map on our website. Uh, we're also available in a lot of independent retailers, uh, Like local sort of farm shops, um, those sorts of things, but also quite iconic iconic stores like Selfridges, Harrods, Harvey Nichols, uh, Fenix, Dalesford. Uh, So you know we've got some really great support from from some uh, really well known uh, retailers, which has really helped the brand. Um, We we care passionately about getting out in front of the consumers and the customers as much as possible. So we're at events. Uh, the ones in Scotland, we do a lot of tastings in with our retailers, but you know, like the Royal Highland Show, we've been um, at for a number of years now, uh, and so and through the guy social channels, there's always um, there's always a tasting or an event that's going on that we always encourage as many people to come along to as possible for obvious reasons. So it's uh, and then we've recently actually started working internationally, so we're available in in the US across a number of states, um, Canada. Um, Switzerland and and some other exciting places so it's good to see how that Scottish um, like this the Scottish sort of equity of um, you know, spirits that exist there is is really um, starting to prove its prove itself um, in this new category which I think is really exciting mm-hmm.
0: fair guy has taken the world by storm that's what it sounds like <laughs> did you ever imagine yeah. this right. happen like whenever you made the product um, what was what was the alcohol free industry like like what was people's has people's perception towards alcohol free drinks changed in the last few years do you think
1: I think people have got a lot more confident in it I think there was when we launched uh so we, we launched a couple of months before covid covid hit so we went from really being fo- focused on trying to get into great restaurants and bars into just having to do online sales and so at that time there wasn't I think there were two other, there were really very few alcohol-free spirits out there. Uh, and so I think that was the initial sort of hype around a new thing, a new category that um, meant that people sort of rushed out and went for the most sort of obvious um, brands in that space. But I, I I, think that in the last couple of years, people, well, people have generally had a sort of a bit of a middle-of-the-road experience with alcohol-free spirits because a lot of Products have come into the space very quickly. Looked for ways in which they can, you know, really make a quick, quick buck. Uh, rather than doing what we've done, which is really look inwardly, establish the product that you know the liquid, the whole story, and um, the location, the community around it. Um, and to ensure that what we're delivering, what we're bringing to the table, is the best that we could possibly do. And so, um, so in that time. I think we've sort of seen lots of people buying it, having a sort of a sort of okay experience uh, with alcohol-free spirits. And now they're sort of rebuilding their interest and their confidence in it. And that's largely fueled by some very obvious big alcoholic spirit brands making zero, um, 0% um, options. Um, but I can see what the market is doing. And it's the same as in, Gens or whiskeys is that you, people start to ask themselves about like what are the like what are the ultimate sort of drinks and what are the premium options here what are the people that are really doing something interesting uh, you know there's always like a say like a mainstream product a premium and then, say like a super premium product um like the aspirational products and spirits fortunate enough to be that little um so well category of drinks that Really inspires so much about whether it's spirits have the power to transport you to a place, um, whether it's you know a Scottish whiskey or a, um tequila from Mexico, um, or a run from um the Caribbean. You, you really it, there's 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 so much um excitement around spirits that uh, you you've really got that power to um to create that sort of experience around it, and so the way that the market is sort of shifting for alcohol free is to it is to the, is to that point of like what are the products that are doing really interesting things authentically honestly and really changing up the conversation in a way in which it's going to build and bring positivity to a category that's largely always been looked down upon or mm-hmm. been disappointing mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think it is just changing people's perceptions of it as well and I think like even you know chatting to you just know I'm sure whoever listens to this it'll maybe make them think more about what they're consuming and you know the story behind it and you know I think maybe since like the pandemic as well people are thinking a bit more about you know independent shops and stuff after you know a lot of people lost their jobs you know a lot of people were, were creating their own thing and I think people really started to recognize the importance of that and recognize how much goes into you know independent products and stuff like that you know it is it is a lot of work and i think people do appreciate that more now
1: yeah i i I completely agree i think when if people are going to spend a bit more money than they would normally spend they want to make sure that the product is not only good but it's also like local it's sustainable um, and or it's independent. All of these elements are really important. So you know, we always highlight the fact that we're, you know, we're B Corp certified. Um, that was you know, a two and a half year journey to get the certification, which covers all areas of the business, which is a really important um, accreditation for us to have because it sort of proves that what we're talking about is actually you know, real. So the confidence um, the cons- consumer gets from that helps you know that sort of decision that end decision point of like whether to to buy it or to, or not and then it's also the fact that you know we're real people behind it We're um bill and i left our jobs three and a half well, or four, four and a half years ago now we're now are lucky to have us um a small team who you know really share in that uh, passion for the idea behind you know what ferry guy is trying to uh, bring to the to, to the drinking category um and seeing that sort of enthusiasm and the momentum building from within um the business is you know is, is such a motivating and uh inspiring thing and it really sort of helps evolve and develop um develop things forward so it's um yeah it's uh, it's it's just it's it's a it's always a bit of a long journey uh with these things but uh it's it's full-on and it but it's very fulfilling and you know from a purposeful point of view people really want to have a brand that you know not only delivers on being a great product and great experience but it also does what they want um to see in the world and whether and I think that's covers ethical environmental um local community um areas and that's really what we're trying try and try and achieve Mm -hmm.
0: well it is greatly appreciated i can tell you from from my perspective anyway as somebody who like i gave up drink last year um after i just realized that i didn't really want to drink anymore um and having those alternatives is amazing and especially now it's getting to like beer garden weather and i've started because up until now i've been like "Eh, i'm not really that bothered but then beer garden while you see everybody going to the supermarkets and loading their trolleys up with loads of drink and I was like oh I need to make myself a nice wee, a wee something and it, do you know what it's just as satisfying and I've really enjoyed having that option myself my partner's really enjoyed it as well and um I loved whenever we got the fair at Gaia there was a wee booklet with um like loads of we cocktail recipes and stuff as well which I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah. And I think because we're not trying to be like anything else, it's important that people can actually make it in the way that they want, they use it in the way that they want to use it. And so it's, it's really sort of that whole sort of empowering. It's like you're empowering you know, to drink the drink that you want to drink. Um, and Fairgrounds is going to support you with that, but then it's also going to give you that way in which you can connect to your um, environment around you in the most sort of, you know, o- o- authentic and, and real way. Uh, so yeah, uh, but I, but you can see the power that if certain businesses have the right values, and we're not at the scale where we can actually implement really big, you know, positive change. You know, we work with uh, local charities um, around the sort of the, the whole brand story. And Faragai means wild earth, um, and so there's a lot of sort of outdoors, whether it's like a regeneration of seagrass meadows and native oysters. I've talked a little bit about seaweed. Um, Partnerships with uh, North Coast 500 is really sort of encouraging people to go, you know, outdoors and seek sort of uh, adventure from a staycation sort of point of view rather than overseas. Um, you know, there are things that we can do, but at our scale um, right now, you know, we, we we're inspired by brands like Patagonia, for example, that you know can work with governments to have a, a, have an area of Europe or so an area of a country. Um, classified as a national park so that they know that you know the, that, that the the wildlife and the ecology in that space is going to be protected you know forever and it's very inspiring to see this sort of what a brand and what a business can do when they get to a size and a scale where they can actually really invest in their values and their purpose and I think you know if we we move I think as we move through, and as you know, brands evolve and develop, and consumer tastes and habits evolve. I think that more and more of these brands are going to come to the fore, and you know, we're going to get a really good positive boost to uh, the changes that the world needs to see um, in all sorts of different areas. And so that, um, which is why you know, we're so passionate about being a purpose-led business, and we're so excited by this idea of. If we get to a point when we get to a point that where we do have um, the ability to be able to really make some change, you know, it's um, it will be um, a hugely rewarding and fulfilling um, thing um, to be able to do.
0: Of course, it will be, and uh, just like you said before, with Ferragay, like you see it as the free spirit. Like I totally, I totally get from what you're saying as well. That it is just your way of connecting people to nature a bit more and I think you're right in what you say. It is so much more important. Um, I think maybe even people that weren't really didn't feel as connected to nature before, even since the pandemic, since, you know, you you began this journey as well. People yeah. have started to connect more to to nature. And, you know, it's funny that you say free spirit because that's kind of what how nature makes you feel as well, isn't it? Well now you've hit the
1: nail on the head that yeah, because Farga means wild earth and it's the experience that we want to give through, you know, the wild flavors that we pull together, and that experience is that. It's, if you can imagine yourself when you are um, on a windswept coastline or, or up a mountain or even in a park, and you're looking out, and especially this time of year where you can see, you know, the buds on the trees starting to spring, and like um, you see, like the what, like what nature is and what nature can do, and you know, we've we've all come from nature we've evolved and we've evolved we're evolving further and further away from nature um in you know the urban settings and and the lives that we lead now and the where we've come from and where we've evolved from is never um going to change and coming back to wild earth and being reminded of you know what as i said in parks on like in a forest looking out at sort of a, a your garden um at the sea Whatever it might be, that um, sense of coming back into wild earth and that grounding that you feel and the connectiveness that you feel, it gives you that perspective on life. And I think that's that's what's so meaningful for me. The you know the moments that I have in wild earth and nature, and you know it's such a real thing. And I think it's that groundedness in the presence uh, present is what we're talking about when we're talking about how we're empowering that the individual to be themselves and actually bring themselves to the um to the fore
0: i get it now. i Um, feel like you've cracked me i was like (laughs) like you see a non alcoholic spirit obviously like you you're just thinking oh well people that don't drink this is good for people that don't drink but i feel like you've just like cracked it for me now. and i'm like ah okay right i really really get it (laughs) now and but that's actually even more amazing yeah
1: you got it first i mean you saw what we're trying to do with (laughs) um nature but that's that's the whole experience and so that's what we're trying to bring when we're working with different partners um or the events that we do it's um it's that connection um and that feeling that you you get when you're in these um, beautiful natural wild spaces and just being reminded that if that's a couple of times a week or you want to have that sort of moment with yourself and how you would be in these wild places then Reach for the fair guy. I guess that's what I'm saying. We're trying to create. Yeah,
0: no, that's really that's really beautiful. Actually, it's a really really nice sentiment behind it, and yeah, I, I really get that. Um, that's really really nice. <laughs> I think people really appreciate that message, and I think a lot people need that connection more, don't they? I think there's a lot that can be said for, like you said, we're just so caught up in all the all the noise, um, but I think getting back in touch with with the wild and with yourself um is really really important and it's it's nice to hear that that's kind of what the true message is and you know the the inspiration behind the product certainly
1: certainly for me uh lockdown and um that period of time and you mentioned that you went for a walk this morning is that you really appreciate those those little fleeting moments and i'm i'm more careful when i look at my day of like if i tie some side uh, some time um apart from work so i can go for a walk or you know, I can sort of have, even if it's 15 minutes, like a, a bit of a moment of appreciating what's around you more. Um, that's something that I really learned uh, during that COVID period when you know, we've got the time. And I, I think it's something I see other people having adopted as well, having had that uh, period to be able to realise you know, that there's, there's more to life than just sort of the hamster wheel. And there's some very simple ways in which you can get some real appreciation from the world around you
0: that's that's really nice well thank you so much for chatting Mm. to me today about farra i'm sure that a lot of people are going to be very interested in Trying for a I know that I really enjoyed it I'm definitely going to let a lot of my friends try it as well because I think a lot of them would be really interested in the flavor like I have felt the flavor like you said it's like very peppery We wee bit like tasted a wee bit smoky I tried it with ginger ale and stuff and I think we yeah. am going to make some brambles with it as well <laughs> I'll, I'll take it camping with my next time yeah. I go camping
1: <laughs> yeah no that's a great idea because we've got so I would recommend uh, the ginger ale is probably the best like gateway a drink and uh, tonic sort of if you like sort of slightly more bitter things uh, or you really like sort of complex sophisticated flavors then the tonic works very well for that and then if you're making simple cocktails then you've got the bramble as you mentioned which is just um, a couple of brambles a little bit of lemon juice um, and then obviously Ferragaya and topped up with ginger ale the paloma is a really popular one for us and that's just Ferragaya, a little pinch of salt a little bit of pink grapefruit juice topped with tonic and garnish with uh, pink grapefruit slice and there's my favorite has to probably be um, our spice pear sour which um, it's just you know a great um, a, a great alcohol free cocktail um, and it has a lovely like weight and indulgent sort of texture um to it so Yeah, and there's lots of recommendations on how you can use Ferragaya on the website, but it's got got a great sort of versatility to it so you can be creative.
0: Mm, I'm definitely going to make the pear sour because I seen that in the wee booklet and I was like, straight away, I was like, that sounds amazing. (laughs) So I'm definitely going to try that. But uh, thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's been lovely chatting to you and hearing more about Ferragaya. I'm very excited for the distillery tours. I will be there with bells on, as they say.
1: Yes, we look forward to seeing you there. And thank you for giving giving us the time to share the fairy god tale.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Bye. Thanks, Tara. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and you'd like to contact me in any way, you can find me in all the socials. I am on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at dara therese and yeah if you want to get in contact with me about being on the podcast or you have any questions at all feel free to contact me and thanks again for listening